Gene Codes, Session 16. I'm doing a sort of a deep smart casting at the moment. Uh, I've done it in the past and I decided I wanted to give it another try because I'm working with the, the new expanded model of DTube that allows me to publish on four platforms. So I, I really want to practice with this a lot and I want to see uh, how it helps me to save time and how if it's the, the ease of use. Because the ease of use is important. So uh, deep smart casting just basically means that I am 100% on the smartphone. No PC today, no other tablets, nothing. Just uh, me, my smartphone, um, some smart casting, and let's talk a bit about human nature. Now, I've been promising for a long time that I wanted to talk about game theory and I wanted to incorporate that into this gene codes, into this understanding of human nature, because I keep hearing about game theory as something that is inherent in human beings. And whenever something is inherent in human beings, it captures my attention and I try to incorporate it in this uh, let's call it a study because for me it is a study. I've been studying human nature for a long time and so I try to incorporate as many elements as I can in order to be able to better understand human behavior, uh, predict human behavior, um, understand human behavior of the past that often can um, can create confusion when we say, well, why, why, why are human beings, why do human beings behave that way? Why do they behave that way today and how? Will they behave in the future, depending upon the path that they're on and the circumstances of life and the circumstances of the world and society? So game theory uh, continued to pop up, uh, um, especially in DTube. It's been talked about a lot. And I remember in the past that there was a steam at post a long, long time ago, years ago in which somebody had done a post when they were and and in within the post they were describing how game theory was applied to the steam blockchain and the steam platform so because we are now with uh, all of these different platforms that are descendants of this model then you know this means that the game theory aspect for these platforms is important but it's also important for me because as i said I incorporate it into the understanding of human nature. Now, I'm no expert in game theory. I have not studied anything. Uh, I mean, my qualifications, I, I, I saw the film A Beautiful Mind. <laughs> I listened to a couple of seminars from the philosopher Simon Sinek, whose his approach to game theory is one is the one that I really like the most. And so I don't have a whole lot to say in the way of sharing information. I can only say this from what I have been able to deduce. Game theory is really when you boil it all down, it's about how humans make decisions. And it's about the idea that in this decision making process, there's something innate there. See, this is the part that fascinates me. When you leave human beings to behave as human beings behave, those of us who observe this human behavior start to see patterns. And 
And when we see these patterns, these patterns give us an understanding as to why people behave the way they do. And then, as I said, we can understand the past and we can predict a little bit of the future based on what the outcomes are, what philosophers and scientists and sociologists and psychologists and behavioralists, what they've all come to the table with, with regards to their um, observations, because the real way to understand human nature is through observation. Yes, there is an element of revelation because a lot of what I have studied as far as human nature is concerned is really a lot of arcane wisdom is really esoteric. So, you you know, if you're talking about human design, you're talking about a system that was revealed by entities. If you're talking about um, if you're talking about the seven life energies, you're talking about a system that was, quote unquote, downloaded or revealed or remembered by a person who was meditating out in the desert. So, I mean, talk about getting away from being objective, but we can also be objective in our observation. So if game theory is a way of understanding how human beings make decisions and how we uh, negotiate our way into and out of those situations in life where decisions are necessary, then game theory then becomes a very uh, important aspect to understand. Now, uh, as I mentioned, I saw the movie and the movie really, I mean, the movie doesn't really tell you anything about game theory unless you already know about game theory. Because if you don't, because when I saw the movie, I didn't know anything about game theory. So I wouldn't even have picked up on anything within the movie that uh, gives me an idea of what game theory is. So the movie was just more about the personality. But then what happened was, is I, I, I had a look at the personality that, you know, John Nash in real life. And I, you know, I, <laughs> I find him to be a very disturbed individual. And so when you have disturbed individuals that come up with philosophies and come up with, with different ways of understanding human nature, well, it puts me, it doesn't, it, you know, it creates an unease for me because the person's personality you know, is, well, it can be the roadblock for you, for a person to be able to fully grasp a, a particular subject. So I kind of, um, didn't go further into it, you know, um, it, you know, it happens in life. If you don't like a per, if you cannot harmonize with a particular personality, then the information doesn't reach you. I mean, Alex Jones puts out a lot of good information but I can't listen to him. I just, I can't stomach him, his personality, the way he is, um, you know, it, it just, and it, it, it impedes it. Either I go and study the stuff on my own, or if I have to rely on him for that information, then that information will have a difficult time getting to me. This is what happened with John Nash. When I saw, um, the kind of person that he was and, you know, and, and how he talked about things, I kind of walked away from studying further the game theory thing. Now, most people who know game theory will immediately come across the prisoner's dilemma. Um, I'm not going to talk about that because what I want to focus on are aspects of what can be useful to the audience that is following my work. And so game theory for me, why I'm so interested in it is because 
um, a detuber, a detorrent is the one who put into my consciousness the idea that a lot of detube, a lot of how detube was built, how the Avalon blockchain was organized, has a lot of game theory involved in it. And so it sparked my curiosity and said, okay, if this is the case, then I should inform myself. And if I do inform myself, I should inform other people. Now, the different aspects of the decision-making process, um, that's, well, that's a deeper study, isn't it? And that takes up more time. What I really, because what got me back into game theory was Simon Sinek. Now, Simon Sinek is a philosopher. He's a coach of some sort, but he really gets into the, he really gets into game theory in helping corporations and helping companies apply the principles of game theory. And, but what he does is he simplifies it down and says the, the game theory that he likes to look at is the idea that there is a finite game and an infinite game. So if you play chess, you're looking at a finite game, you know, one, uh, you know, player A, player B, they go at it. And then at the end, you either, either checkmate or you stalemate, but there's an end to the game. You begin the game knowing that there is an end. Then of course, there's the infinite game and the infinite game is not about the game ending, but rather about the game continuing. You as a player are not looking to win or have a final uh, outcome, a final victory. Your victory is in seeing that the, the game continues on infinitely and you continue to play the game. Now, this is obviously important for companies because companies don't want to go out of business. Uh, and so they're not looking for the finite game. They're looking for the inf infinite game. However, if you're playing the finite game, because you're looking to achieve a goal, then the finite game becomes a positive for you because then you can structure all of your decision making. You can do all of your planning based on the idea that you're looking for a particular goal. Whereas if you're the infinite player, then the infinite player is simply looking for the game to continue on and looking to participate and, and add his or her energies in order to have the game continuously go on. Now in DTube, in DTube, I would be considered an infinite player because my concern, and, and perhaps you are too, because my concern is that the game continues. My concern, the game is in quotes, obviously. Um, the game continues. The platform continues to survive. I continue to be able to smart cast. I, uh, I continue to be rewarded. I continue to be able to curate other people. Now, an inf a finite player could come into the game as well. A finite player could come in and say, well, I would like to uh, invest $1,000 into the DTube token. And uh, I would like to participate in the platform until I have enough tokens to be able to sell them and sell them for $2,000. That way I have made a doubling of my profits. I put in a thousand, I get out 2000. That's a finite player. A finite player comes in, has a particular goal. Victory is achieved when that goal is achieved. And so the player then withdraws from the game. And so this is the way that I would look at game theory within D2, because you know what? We're not really opponents. I mean, there are people who downvote. And so that, you know, that person becomes like an adversary. So there is a kind of uh, versus, but it's not the intention of DTube is not to be a place where people uh, pit themselves against other people. 
It's a place where we are sharing our videos. We are interested in an economy with a cryptocurrency. And so we're not really adversaries. And so a lot of the principles, a lot of the principles of game theory do not apply. But I do think that the finite game and the infinite game and the principles that belong to those two, mostly the infinite game. But that remains to be seen because if D2 continues to uh, become a better platform and become better known, then, you know, you could have a lot of finite players come into the game simply as investors. So that's my take on game theory, how it applies to DTube, how I apply it to DTube. And yes, as I study in the future, because I'm sure it will be a long time before I get back into game theory. Now with gene codes, as I said, I'm doing this uh, deep smart casting. So I don't have a computer in front of me. Um, I, I will likely grab me a notebook so that I can jot down some notes because I like to look at notes when I'm when I'm speaking on a particular issue. And what I'm going to be doing, hopefully, with the SmartCast is not necessarily uh, be so be be rigidly scheduled. So gene codes, because obviously I'm hoping that at some point, maybe uh, people in the audience will begin to say, hey, you know, um, I checked out session number nine and you were talking about this. When will you get back to that subject where I have a question on that subject? So I would like to keep that flexibility so that I can be able to, especially with these gene codes, because there is such a mountain, a mountain of information from many different fields that I have 21 years worth of experience and study. And so um, there's a lot to share, especially when it comes to uh, human nature and understanding behavior. And remember, you know, it's psychology that drives markets. And so uh, that's that's what they say. And um, I would rephrase that as human nature. Human nature drives markets. Markets are made up of human nature. Platforms, social media, guess what? We're all talking about human nature here. Anything that we humanly do, then human nature has a very important role in that. And that's why I've been sharing these gene codes for such a long time now. I really hope that you enjoy the session. I don't know what's going to be in the next session. As I said, I don't have any notes here. And uh, I'm going to be playing around a lot with... Uh, doing this deep smart casting, just 100% smartphone. Let's see how long it takes, how it compares to the computer. And if this new model of DTube on all of these different platforms makes things easier for me, then obviously I'm going to go in this direction. And um, I've also noticed that on Anchor, when you go to the main page, uh, because I just published, uh, I just published a, a video and then I kind of tested it out and on blurred, it comes out one way on uh steam. It, it comes out another way on peak D it comes out another way on hive blood. It just, it really comes out differently on all the different platforms. So I don't want to deal with how it is output, how it is posted on the other platforms. I'm just going to continue to post on DTube and then let DTube do its magic with regards to the other platforms. So um, check out anchor.fm if you're having trouble listening to this on DTube. If it's taking too, too long to load up, then uh, the audio form of this, you can check it out on anchor.fm. And if you look on the page, uh, when you look on the main page of Familio Corione for uh, anchor.fm you'll also see it's written there it says uh, more platforms so google podcast and spotify so if you have accounts with these others or you prefer these others you can also have those to listen 
Okay, so that is it for this session. Thank you very much for the support and thank you very much for listening.